Hello, and welcome back to Top of the Hill. I'm your host, Logan Hill, joined by my other host, Tyler Kirk. And we know it's been a while. It's good to be back. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's raining out, but a little depressing outside. <laughs> but, you know, back in the studio, back in the lab, yeah, as you like to yeah, say. Yeah, like a month off. Had to finish <laughs> up the semester, and then things just got kind of crazy. We were going to come back last week, and then I got sick. So I said, just stay away. Let me get better. We'll come back. But, yeah, semester wrapped up. How did your semester end? Pretty good. Got all A's and B's, so that's always that's good. good yeah, I finished. I finished. I think I got ended up getting an A, a B, and a C. And yeah. so, in what was kind of a wash semester for me, like I'm cool with that. That was good. Mm-hmm. And I got to write a lot of stories for the like internship I was doing. That didn't work out that great with like the school side of it, but still, I got. I wanted to write stories, and so I got to do a lot of that. I'm doing a story tonight after we finish recording on a high school lacrosse matchup. So that should be a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean. I've been good. Got my work jobs in the summer in order now, getting ready to do that. I almost died last weekend. You can see me. I mean, our listeners can't see me, but you can see me. I'm peeling all over the place because I forgot what sunscreen was, and I had to do. Happens. I had two days of nine-hour lifeguard training last weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So the first day, it was like four hours in, and I was the dude at the pool that was turning pink, and everybody knew it. So I was just like, I was like overheated. It was brutal. So I got home that night, and I I literally, I was so, so, because the training was hard, and I haven't done that in a while, because I haven't been a lifeguard in a while, so I literally got home, The we got done at like 8.45 that night, and it was like 15 minutes from where I live, so I got home, went to the fridge, got a bottle of water, and just laid down in my bed, and did not get up until the next morning. I just was like, I need to find some way that I can lay and not just feel anything and just drift <laughs> off to sleep. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So I'm finally recovering from that, but I am peeling so bad. Neither here nor there. That's what I've been up to. I'm still working at Outback delivering. Oh, my goodness. We recorded an episode, too, but I got in a car accident before it, so I oh, never yeah. even got a chance yeah, to edit that, that was... episode. So I got that fixed, got my, my front bumper fixed, all good. Um, but, yeah, so we've been gone. We haven't done an episode since before the NFL draft. It's yep. been about a month, a little... Closer to a month and a half. Yeah. So we have, to, we have to come back to the present. We have to catch up. We missed it. Our listeners missed it. And so to fix that, we're going to do, we called it the five minutes in sports. We have no idea if it could be five minutes. It could be a minute and 30 seconds. We don't know. We have some prep here. But, yeah, we're going to give you the five minutes in sports to get us back to the present for today's episode. Trevor Lawrence was drafted first overall in the NFL draft to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The former Clemson QB, as expected, goes to Jacksonville and will start the Urban Meyer era. With the second overall pick, the New York Jets selected Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU, to kick off the Robert Sala era. There's officially a QB controversy in San Francisco after they took Trey Lance at three, and now questions arise whether it will be Jimmy G's team or Trey Lance's team moving forward. The two quarterbacks remaining in the first round that everyone expected to go early on, Justin Fields and Mac Jones, both went to unexpected teams, with Justin Fields going to the Chicago Bears and Mac Jones to the New England Patriots. Staying in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers has grown very, very unhappy with Green Bay lately, and there's a potential chance that he does not return to play another down with the Packers. In the first two weeks of June, Julio Jones was finally traded from Atlanta after reportedly wanting out in early March, and he just got traded to the Tennessee Titans. 
Tim Tebow is back in the NFL, signing with Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but not as a quarterback, as a tight end. His jersey's already flying off the shelves, and it will be interesting to see the Tim Tebow story once again. The NBA regular season finally wrapped up, and the playoffs began. LeBron James and the Lakers were dismantled by the Phoenix Suns in the first round, and LeBron went home for the first time in his career in the first round. Nikola Jokic won the 2020-2021 Kia MVP award. Steph Curry won the scoring title after his impressive end to the season, his second of his career and his first since his unanimous MVP season. The, Warrior, the Warriors came up just short of the playoffs, losing to the Lakers in the play-in, but still a great season for Steph Curry. Russell Westbrook finally broke Oscar Robertson's record for triple-doubles in a career. Fernando Tatis and Ronald Acuna Jr. are tearing up the MLB. Both look like faces of the league moving forward. With strikeouts up, questions about ball doctoring arising around the league. In the NHL, the season end and the playoffs began. And the most notable news from that is that the Washington Capitals, before the playoffs began, and the New York Rangers had a historic first quarter full of fights following another dirty hit from Tom Wilson. That was the five minutes in sports. It only was about three minutes, but hey, we're back, and now we're in the present. It's June. All righty, so that was the five minutes in sports. We just had to get back to the present. Back now, it's June. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB baseball, college world series going on there's a lot of sports going on right now in june but the one we want to talk about right now are the nba playoffs four semifinal matchups going on the nets and the bucks in the east along with the sixers and the hawks and then of course the clippers and the jazz in the west and the suns and the nuggets four very good series between very good teams from this year i don't think anybody the only unexpected team out of those eight that you would say, like, I could not have seen them in the second round, the Hawks. maybe the Hawks, yeah. and that was that's iffy the because talk, yeah. the Hawks just haven't been talked about on a national level this year. But, yeah, let's just let's go series by series. Let's start with the Nets and the Bucks, arguably the most exciting one in this round right now. And we're recording on Friday after Game 3. The Bucks took one back. They trailed the Nets in the series 2-1, to one, and... I watched most of that game. It was a crazy finish. It was a crazy game all around. What were your opinions of it just before we get into, like, anything else about it? Like, what do you think this – does it go seven? No. No. <laughs> if, if the Bucks held the Nets to 83 points, which was their lo- lowest total in a, in a game this season, and they only won by three, that's – Sad. That's honestly sad. They they played their heart out on defense. There was many possessions where the the Bucks were able to hold the Nets to, for the full twenty four second shot clock violation. Like I've never there was just a lot of defense in that game. And if they only won by three, that's kind of sad. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Like it, it's really sad how good offensively the Nets are, and they don't even have James Harden, who he hasn't played a game in the season. Uh, isn't that yet, isn't that so, so crazy that yeah. they've won two already against the two-time MVP and reigning defensive player of the year, Giannis, and his team that's been there year in and year out. The Nets put it together this year. They don't even need Harden, who I think you could 
Actually, I'm not even going to get into that. I was going to say you could argue he's the second star, but it's really just on any given night who's yeah, the one, who's, who's the two, and who's the who's three. hot. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, they. What was the score of that second game? They blew him out by like oh my, forty. It was points, never even close. Points, it yeah. was never even close from the very beginning. It was. Re- and the sad thing about the Bucks game last night, uh, they were up like twenty-one in the first quarter. Yeah. And, and then, then the Nets came the Nets back, came back yeah. in the second. I think they were only down like three. They like traded. It was like something like like thirty to ten runs, or it was like yeah. twenty-five to ten, and then Crazy, like twenty-seven yeah. to like fifteen or something. Game two, the Nets beat them one hundred and twenty-five to eighty-six. Yeah. So, so that's what thirty nine points. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But. So, I don't know. I just it's hard, and we we can get into it here in a second. Is Giannis is supposed to be this otherworldly player, but now he's going up against a true like big yeah. three, and arguably, you can make the case that each of the three players on the Nets are top five at their position yeah. in the entire league. So, and I don't think you KD is probably top two at his position in the entire league. Harden's probably top two. I don't know if I would put. Kyrie top two, but he's definitely yeah, top he's five. A, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but Giannis, let's just talk about it. In seven games this postseason, is shooting 51.9% from the free throw line, and he's getting free throw violations yeah. for taking too long, 10-second violations. Cannot happen if you're the superstar of your team. No. I just, I don't know. I think this was a good win. They needed to get this win because yeah. if you get swept, it's, like, brutal. But I, I don't know, man. Staying on the topic topic of Giannis, did you watch that whole game last night? Yeah, uh, most of it. I Tell me what reasoning reasoning is there for Giannis shooting eight threes? I have no idea. It's just like the thought is like if you don't at least attempt them from out there, like then they, they can't even, respect you. Yeah, they won't. But even the thing you. is, if you're going one for eight for the game, true. which he did, true. And he, I mean, yes, he's gotten a lot better this season with his outside shooting, but. But yeah, no, so the the year in, year out Giannis problem that I think we've been able to see just in the league is just if they don't have to respect the outside shot, they'll Why? pack in the paint yeah. and it'll be harder for him to do those drives mm-hmm. and those crazy dunks and get to the paint where he wants to score. That's where yeah. he wants to take the ball every time. But if they can just put their feet inside the paint and just like wait for you to come in, it's going to be harder for you to get those shots. Mm-hmm. So he had... To be a star player in today's NBA, you have to be able to shoot the three, yeah. at least somewhat respectable clip. That's the biggest thing about Ben Simmons is he cannot yeah, he shoot. shoot the three. He can't shoot the three, and he can not shoot that well in general. Yep. So, like, that's what holds him back. Because if think about Ben Simmons, if he had a, if he shot thirty five percent from three, oh, yeah. on top of everything that he oh, already yeah, he'd does, be, he'd be way bigger star than he is right now. Yes. So that's kind of the thing that's happening to Giannis, mm-hmm. and that's why. He has to because I actually like the pieces that the Bucks have in place. Oh, yeah, I, I like yeah. Drew Holiday. I like Chris Middleton a lot. I think he's really underrated mm-hmm. in the league. But the problem is, is why Giannis, while Giannis is so great and so while he's so great and such a phenomenal player, you need a guy that can completely neutralize what his weaknesses are if you want to yeah. go far. And Chris Middleton, like I'm saying, he's a good player. I really like his game he's not a lot. Consistent enough. He's not a big enough. Star power yeah, to neutralize sense, yeah. it when they're gonna take Giannis mm-hmm. away. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I don't know. I mean, Drew Holiday had that game-winning layup, which was sick. I mm-hmm. watched it like yeah, three times nice. on night last night on Sports Center mm-hmm. when I saw it played back because Tim Legler or something he like broke it yeah. down. This man took it to the defense and then spun back and just laid it up. Yeah. So I don't know. They have good pieces. 
anybody would lose to this Nets team. I really yeah, think, I think the, the Nets are going to the finals from the East. That's I don't, the thing, I'm not comfortable yeah. to pick anybody else because I've seen Kevin Durant do it before. I've seen James Harden do it before. I've seen Kyrie Irving do it before. That's the mm-hmm. thing is all of these guys have been to the finals. It's not like they're just superstar players that have mm-hmm. never been there. So I don't know. But, yeah, Giannis has got to either get better from the free throw line or don't let yourself get fouled. He's 51%. <laughs> if, if a team can comfortably think that you're only going to have a good shot to make one and two, mm-hmm. why would they not send you to the line? It's the same thing the Wizards that, try to do with Ben Simmons in the first round. I mean, it started with Shaq, well, yeah. the hack of Shaq. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, I think Shaq's career free throw uh, percentage was like 50 So. Oh my God! And Giannis were, is shooting fifty-one point nine. So they were hosing Shaq on inside the NBA the other night. <laughs> uh, Ernie broke out this like mini basketball hoop, and they oh. made him shoot until he made one. He went one for eight. It's they tried the uh, poster. Uh, Chuck. Yeah, he told Chuck yeah. to stand under the rim, but uh, neither here nor there. But I do think that this ends up being a another series win for the Nets, and yeah. they'll get ready to ideally face the 76ers in the mm-hmm. next round. So moving along, or to Hawks. moving or along Hawks. to that 76ers matchup. They're split a game apiece right now. Game three is tonight before we're recording, so we can't time travel. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, so Trey Young uh, was the big big part of the reason the Hawks won game one. He, yeah. I believe he had 27 in the first half of game one, and he was not guarded by Ben Simmons much at all in game one. And so he's the new villain. In the, he's the villain of the East this year. I really think so. I still, of the East, of the Eastern Conference playoffs, because let me – hold on. Not KD. No, hold on. I can do a whole nother conversation about the Nets. They're the villain team. They're like an entire team okay, full of villains. Fair, that's, fair, that's fair. That's fair. But Trey Young is like okay. embracing being hated by like oh, yeah, the I teams love he's it. playing. I exactly. Love it. Exactly. And it's like they're not supposed to be here. That's the yeah. thing. Is like and he's really the only star out there. They have John Collins. They have other pieces. They have Kevin Herter. Clint Capella. He's a ter- Clint Capella. They have other pieces, but Trey Young is the only star. Yeah, that I agree. like you would look somebody in the face and say Trey Young is a star. Yeah, and so just the way that he plays the game, he's almost like the best way I can like describe it is like to me right now, just like his image that he like the narrative about him is he's like the anti Steph Curry. He does everything <laughs> like Steph Curry, yeah. but he's like the evil version that like doesn't yeah. care about your favorite team. Yeah. He's gonna come put a bucket in your mouth, and so that's why they won Game One. So Game Two, I looked it up, I made sure Game Two Simmons guarded him most of the mm-hmm. game. He went. One of seven from three-point mm-hmm. range. And if Trey Young's going one of seven from three-point range, it's going to be yeah, very, very hard for the Hawks to win games. So the Sixers are very a very good team. Yeah. What do you think this series – like what ends up happening in this series if you I, had to try to project? I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like you said, with Ben Simmons guarding Trey Young, that helps them because he's their point getter. You know, like he can put 30 on your head easily. So Ben Simmons being, I think he was either the second in defensive player of the year or top three um, this year. So if you keep him on Trey Young, I think you have a great shot of winning the series. If Trey Young is able to run, you know, get mismatches with pick and you know pick and rolls and stuff like that, I think that the Hawks can honestly take him to seven. I mean, the thing about game two, even though the Sixers won, they had like a 25-point lead or some, something like that in the second quarter. And I think, like at the start of the second quarter, and then by halftime, the the Hawks were back within like three or five, something like that. And I don't, I don't remember how much the Sixers beat the Hawks by, but it was a close game regardless, even though they jumped out to an early lead. So they have a lot of heart. They're young. I think they're going to be in the playoffs for years to come. But... 
I still think that the Sixers will win. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. I, I the think the, the Sixers day. take this, and that's the thing is that the Sixers just have such a good team this yeah. year, man. They got Doc coaching. It's like Ben MB's Simmons playing out MB's his mind. playing like MVP level yeah. ball. So like he just his biggest thing is just staying healthy, staying in the lineup. Yeah, always, so as yeah. long as he stays healthy, they're always gonna have a shot at mm-hmm. it. And then Tobias Harris, forgotten man in Philadelphia. Yeah, he hasn't People been as like. On Often one yeah, hot, hot and yeah. cold. Matisse Thibel, who has like the best yeah. defensive like rating in like per minute basis or whatever, mm-hmm. and like and in all the NBA, but he comes off the bench or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I just know that he has like great efficiency on yeah. defense, but he doesn't play like starters minutes. Danny Green's on that team, so I hope that team loses. I just don't need to get point started. that out. Don't get me started on Danny Green. But yeah, I I don't know. You made a point. You said that the the Hawks are going to be in the playoffs for years to yeah, come, I and that's so. the I agree. And that's the crazy thing about the Hawks is that they were the forgotten team in the playoffs this year. I feel like I feel like yeah. everybody was talking about one through four, and then how the Knicks were finally the Knicks, in the playoffs. How the Knicks were in the playoffs, again, yeah. and then it was at the bottom. It's like oh, the Hornets might make it. Mm-hmm. The Wizards are going to make it. But no, yeah. But nobody, kind of, everybody kind of just forgot about the Hawks, and now they're in the second round, and yep. Trey Young is deeper in the playoffs than most of these other stars. Deeper in the playoffs than Luka Doncic, who he is compared to day in and day out because of the draft day yeah. trade mm-hmm. between those teams. So that's really all I have for the Sixers and Hawks Can I ask series. you a question? Yeah, what's Wait, up? This what's is up? like not have to do with the playoffs, but who would you rather have? Would you rather have Trey Young or Luka? Uh, to start, like to start your franchise off with. Yeah, you have to say Luca. But yeah. here's what I will say about that: is both teams in that situation got the guy that they wanted. Yeah, yeah, so I 100 percent agree. It sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, we had Luca Doncic right here, and we could have. But that, maybe he yeah. goes to Atlanta, and his career doesn't pan exactly. out the same yeah. way. You don't uh, know. Think, and so they wanted Trey Young yeah. back when that draft happened. That's their guy. They got him, and I think that you have to like the mm-hmm. results that you've gotten. He's playing in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Luka Doncic, as good as he's been in his career so far, has never done that. I get it. He's Always, in the West yeah, and Trey Young's in the, the East. He's faced the Clippers. I know, years, I know. But, yeah. but it's just like it. That's it is a good question, and it's going to be yeah. asked throughout their careers. But mm-hmm. I, you have to say Luka just because of how dazzling a performer yeah. he is, how much like how good he is when he's on the floor, how much he brings to that team. But I don't think if you ask the Hawks, they look back, they're like, yeah, man, we messed yeah, up. Exactly. We had to get Luka. Because Trey has done good things yeah. in Atlanta. I think you bring up a good point because that's one of the rare scenarios where both teams in the trade, I think, absolutely won. Yeah. And, they and, both won because they got, well, like, exactly. you said, the player and that they someone, needed. You could argue, you'd be like, well, how did the Hawks win? They gave up Luka. Yeah. Luka's so much better. But that was the thing is that the Hawks wanted Trey yeah. Young. And, and he's to see how it's panned starter, out, what yeah. was that, the 2018 draft? It was 2018. Yes. And so, yeah, three years. Yeah. So to see how Trey's panned out over his three years, you, he has your team in the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. How can you not be happy with mm-hmm. that? And then Luca, of course, is Luca. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I don't know, a lot to be said about that. But getting back to it, you talk mm-hmm. about Luca lost to the Clippers both years. Mm-hmm. Took him to seven this year, and the Clippers took game seven. The Clippers, After two of lead, too. That's yeah. tough. The Clippers are facing the Jazz right now in – the Western Conference semifinals, the Jazz lead two to zero. And it has been very contested. Like in the I've watched most of both of the mm-hmm. first two games. It's been very contested the whole way. It just looks like so, it's gonna be a jazz sweep to me. Really? I don't know. It's about to go back hey, to the LA. Clip, the yeah, Clippers it's about we're, we're down to uh I know, uh, I know. So it's Mets. about to go back to LA. Mm-hmm. But so like the Clippers could absolutely get a game or two and I could be 
I most of the time when I say stuff, I end up the opposite comes true. We were talking about <laughs> it last night because too, yeah. when I prepped the doc, I put up I put nets up three zero, yeah, <laughs> and then the nets lost last night, so it doesn't matter. But because and I think I said this on our last episode. I'm not sure if it was the one that got put out or if it was in the lost files forever. <laughs> but the Jazz are a good basketball yeah, team. Yeah, that was the one. They're that we so didn't put out. good. Mm-hmm. They're so good, and no one wants to give them any credit because hey, man, it's just the Jazz. Like, but the Jazz are so good. I saw a stat last night. I'm pretty sure it was this is what it was last night. They have like in the last six quarters against the Clippers, it's either. It's either 20 or it's 30. I think it's 30. 30 more made threes in the last six quarters. It might be 20. 30 sounds crazy. But anyways, but that's how many more three. It's like at that level. They're making that many more threes a game than the Clippers are. And that's the thing is that the Jazz literally are so crazy because they have everybody that can shoot threes and then Rudy Rudy Rudy, Rudy Gobert (laughs) in the middle to rebound, to block shots, and to provide a post presence Mm -hmm. and to run the pick and roll. So they are a very good team. Rudy won game one for them. I don't know. Did you get to watch game one? I didn't. No, I just saw the highlights. So, yeah, I I caught it at the – I watched most of it, and then I saw it at the very end. And the thing about the Clippers, at least in the first two games, is, like, they can be down eight or they can be down nine or seven or whatever it is. And they don't panic. They just keep going and getting their buckets. And then you look up, and you're like, wow, they timed that perfectly. There's 40 seconds left. They're down five. They get Mm -hmm. a bucket. They're down three. So they had a chance to – they cut it to three, and they had one more possession. And they would not let Kawhi get a shot mm-hmm. off. Paul George couldn't get a shot off. It got kicked to Marcus Morris in the corner, yeah, and yeah. Gobert had to close out on him. That's right. Yeah, so I saw that. Morris pump faked him. Gobert went up in the air, and then Morris tried to just step over, dribble, mm-hmm. and then pull the three again. Gobert blocked it. Yeah, That's how the I game ended. That, yeah. It was crazy. So then last night, they just couldn't put the – they came back. They were down. They came all the way back, and they just could not put the Jazz away. Donovan Mitchell, you have to highlight him too because he's he scoring. He went off in the first half. He is scoring like it is nobody's business. And so, like, and him, he still hurt a little bit, too. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. That's the thing is, like, him and Gobert, they're not going to be your household NBA superstars. They're just not. I think Donovan Mitchell. Has okay, the, but has a, he's ascending, but he's not yeah, that right now. Yeah, no, There's true. five or six other guys, at, at least in the West, that you would mention that's before fair. you would mention Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I so, I think it's really awesome, but they're playing great ball. They have great players around them. What is it? Bogdan? Bogdanovich, yeah. that's yeah, that's who plays for the Jazz. There's like three, that, there's like three night, dudes yeah. in the NBA that all have similar names like that. Yeah, I know. one of them plays for the on Jazz. The Hawks. On the Hawks, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yep. But yeah, so like he has had a good game. The Jazz have the longest win streak after dropping their first game of the playoffs. It's six games. So they've won six in a row. Really? It's tied with three other teams, wow. and two of those three teams won the finals, I believe. Wow. I saw it was a That's stat crazy. I saw on uh Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt last night. But the goat. Yeah, so it's crazy. They're playing great ball. And then the Clippers, like I said, the Clippers really just never go away. Yeah. But let me pose a question to you now, because it's I've heard it get floated around a lot. If they were to lose in the first round, it was like, well, do they have to blow it up? Yeah, do you yeah. think if they lose this series that they blow it up? And what does blowing it up look like? See, yeah, that's what I was I was wondering about because I saw a lot of rumors saying that if they lost in the first round to the Mavs that Kawhi might leave. I think um, Stephen A. Smith said that. But whatever he says, you can only take it with a grain of salt half the time. But um, I think, honestly, blowing it up would mean getting rid of Paul George. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because Kawhi's your superstar. He's the guy that is the most consistent on your team. Paul George hasn't really panned out to what they expected when they brought him in. 
At least in the I, playoffs. I can, I can agree with in that. In the regular season, he's what they need. But in the postseason, he has not been good. I can I can I can agree with that. I have an issue because I have like a love for Paul George. Like I yeah. hate to see people hate on him because he was the first like NBA superstar. Like actually, he's the second. But the first one, like when I was growing up, the first superstar I loved was Kevin Durant. Yeah. I like the Thunder okay. when I was mm-hmm. like very young, like eleven or twelve. So then I was like, the Pacers would play the Heat at like every year, and they would yeah, play. Them. So and I was they like, who's get... this Paul George guy? Yeah. So I really like Paul George, <laughs> and I really liked Roy Hibbert. So I have always loved Paul George, mm-hmm. even when he went. To the Thunder, thunder, and then when he broke his leg, I was like, oh, Oh, that was terrible. So I I always want to see him do well is the thing, and so all the slander kind of just is like, come on, man. It really only started – well, actually, I take that back because I think it kind of started when he was on the Thunder and Dame hit the shot. Yeah, it was when Dame hit the shot. But then it was really bad last year in the bubble because he was just playing pitiful. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. And so I don't know. I do agree, though, blowing it up. The only way Kawhi is not a part of the picture to me – if you decide to blow it up, whatever that means. Cause yeah, I don't even know what that... They're a playoff team, and they're in the semifinals. Like, why would you blow that up? And they had, like, eight dudes that shot 30% from three or better, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the exact stat on that is, yeah. but they have a bunch of shooters out there. Luke Kennard's been balling in the first two games against the uh, Jazz. Yeah. So, but what I was going to say is the only way Kawhi is not a part of that picture is if he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and which so, I could see. And so that then you have to just hit the reset button as a whole. Kind of just blow everything up, go back to the lottery and try mm-hmm. to reset. Because you're still L.A. People are still going to want to come play out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's really all I have with that. But like I said, I think the Jazz are a really good team. I think they win this series. And I think we're going to be looking at a Jazz and Suns of Western Conference oh, yeah. Finals. I think that would be amazing to watch. I, I do too. Yeah. And so let's just move along to the Suns and Nuggets series right now. The Suns currently lead 2-0. They play again tonight later on. So like I said, we can't time travel. But... The Suns just in their last, I'll say their last four games, their last two against the Lakers and then their first two against the Nuggets, I think they're playing the best basketball of anybody in the playoffs right now. Yeah. On a game-to-game basis, I think they're playing the best basketball of anybody in the playoffs. You could say the Nets, but the Nets just have all that legitimate superstar power, and they don't even really have to have it all together yeah. on a night-in, night-out, and they could still get Suns have it on both guys. sides of the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and it's happening for a couple of reasons, obviously. Devin Booker is a great star player. He's a great one. DeAndre Ayton has taken massive steps forward this year. But you cannot undersell Chris Paul because Chris Paul has taken a team that just just short of the playoffs last year, they went 8-0 in the bubble, right, and they still missed the playoffs. The number two seed in the Western Conference. So I don't know. I, I think it's really good. Have you gotten a chance to watch either of the first two games or yeah. seen highlights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think the first game I didn't watch. The second game I did watch, and yeah, they just looked amazing. They just so I have a question. Do you think if Jamal Murray was still healthy and was playing in the series, do you think, absolutely do you think that they would win the Nuggets, or do you think it would just be like a lot closer because the Suns are up to? I don't right know. Now, it so. would be. It would definitely be a lot closer. Yeah. but the Suns are still a good team, so yeah. it could really just go either way. But that's the thing, and I talked about this with uh, Brady, our resident Nuggets fan, out <laughs> of our like Twitter sports group chat. He's our resident Nuggets fan, is because he was like, I work with him too. He works at Outback, and um, I came in the one day, and he's like, I'm here for all the talk. The Nuggets moved on. Everybody was saying <laughs> it wasn't gonna. And I, and I said, I never said the Nuggets couldn't beat the Blazers. Yeah, I just my take on the Nuggets <clears throat> is with Jokic really being the only star there because Jamal Murray's hurt. Far, yeah. Their ceiling is not that high. Nah. But they also have a high floor because Jokic, he won the MVP. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. He's been doing it all. But Jokic can't. If Jokic is 
he'll go get his 30 and 10 assists or whatever, but if Booker can put in 40, Aiton can get 20 and 10, Chris Paul can have 10 assists, the Suns win that game more than the Nuggets win that game. So Michael Porter Jr. for the Nuggets, he had a crazy closeout game against the Blazers. He hit like the first six He had 25 points in the first quarter or something like that. He was literally unconscious. It was crazy. But that's the thing is he's your second guy now, so he needs to bring it every night. And he's a young player, so... I just think that the Suns. This is the Suns' moment, not the Nuggets' moment. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. I think I think yeah. the Suns will win this series. The yeah, Nuggets could sure. get a game or two. Yeah, I think they'll get one. I think the Suns yeah. will close this out in a relatively good and simple. Just because of the way they're winning, it's not like they're winning nail biters. They're literally not even making it close. So yeah, I think in the first game, Devin Booker had like what forty or something like that. But in the second game, their leading scorer had like eighteen points. Which means that their scoring distribution was like oh, insane. Yeah. They had like ten oh my guys in, okay. in double figures. I have a crazy. I have a question for you, and you're gonna look at me crazy after <laughs> I ask it. But I asked it the other night. Is Jay Crowder the best power forward in the NBA right now? Well, he plays small forward, doesn't he? I don't know. To me, he's a power forward. I don't know anybody that matches up like with the like, best power forward. I don't know. He's just crazy. What? I've just no. jumped on the Jay Crowder but, hype train. But I did want to talk about that because I've always thought he was like a great role player back to when he was on the Celtics and all that. Obviously, his Cavs stint didn't work out like in 2018. But but uh, watching him against the Lakers, just the way he plays, so he's the, just one of yeah. those like hustlers that like. Gets the rest of your teammates, you know, hype yeah, because so, he made a big yeah. play. Even if it's not the flashy plays, he just so makes So everybody plays. was clowning him from when he like, yeah. tried to, like, bully LeBron and yeah, LeBron and just backed LeBron, him down. Yeah. But why would you not love Jay Crowder on your team against exactly. LeBron? He's not going to back down to him. Yeah. He's not That's, scared yeah, of going exactly. against the king, and that right there makes that much of an impact. And there is nothing worse. I was crying in my Wheaties when the Lakers were getting blown out by the Suns. There's nothing worse than a corner Jay Crowder three that just swishes. There is no more deflating feeling. So I've decided instead of just hating him, I'm jumping on the Jay Crowder. Because I loved him with the Heat last year. That's what he played for last year. They went to the finals. So I was like, Jay Crowder, get you a bucket, man. But So I've just jumped on the Jay Crowder hype train. I think he could even be better than Kevin Durant. (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, so no. So okay, that's the very last thing. Is is it? Is it the Chris Paul effect or is it the Jay Crowder effect? Because the Heat went to the finals last year with Jay Crowder. Yeah, I think it's like, both. I'm just no. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I mean, it's definitely the Chris Paul effect. <laughs> I don't have the graphic. I mean, in front it's kind of, of well. I guess he, it's not that every weird, like team but. that Chris Paul has gone to in his career. I'm pretty much every team. I it was like six or seven. I don't has know. improved every single year. The, or something. The year before he got there, they. They were they had were like a low record and then they, yeah exactly then, they yeah. improved every so it's the Chris I've Paul effect that, yeah. it's a real thing mm-hmm. if Chris Paul wins the finals this year I have to get a Chris Paul tattoo I mean your butt right no not on my butt uh, I'm probably isn't that what like, Garrett said I don't know well, Garrett's his own person but yeah, we're all getting fair. Chris Paul tattoos I think that would be I'll disrespectful get one, I'll get that one. would be disrespectful to Chris Paul to put him on my butt so I might get it on my leg yeah that's just I'll I'll do that too yeah I don't know I I ordered a Chris Paul jersey forever ago I ordered it from Sean's one yeah from China. Yeah, the Valley one, yeah, I ordered it from tough. China. Yeah, it's never coming. That was $30. I'll never get back. Did you buy it off eBay? Yeah, no, I just bought it on some, like, website online. You gotta do eBay. That's where I you know. got my LeBron for $30, dude. Oh, my goodness. I don't, e- I don't know where my LeBron 23 jersey is. We gotta get six jerseys. Yeah, I know. He's changing his number. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It does not even matter. But last thing on the NBA playoffs before we talk about some other stuff is five out of the eight teams remaining 
have never won an NBA championship. Crazy. And whatever team wins this year, none of them have won an NBA championship since 1983. Crazy. So it's just a new era. Fresh blood, basically, yeah. is the way to look at it. Um, but you and I were talking about it uh, when Aldridge. I sent... Yeah, the David yeah. Aldridge. He tweeted an article yesterday um, about how... What was it? Let me pull it up. Make sure. Let me just read it. Because I didn't read the whole article, but the tweet, just the tweet yeah, that he the, sent it out the in. The title or the, the header. Yeah, yeah the, like, was, the yeah. tweet itself made me think about it. He said that the NBA playoffs are more open this year than they've been in a generation. None of the eight teams left have won a title since 83. And that is what many fans say they want. No LeBron or Warriors. But will they tune into the finals? So it was basically an article saying, like, it's fresh blood, but will that draw attention? And... I actually kind of understand his point yeah. because I think the NBA more so than the NFL, and we might have talked about this before, relies on those kind of dynasties oh, and do, those storylines yeah. to watch. So, oh, what am I doing? 1983 NBA Finals. The 76ers won 4-0 over the Lakers. So the Sixers were the last team to win that are left in the playoffs to win the NBA Finals. But, yeah, so I don't know. You And then you said to me, you said that, it might be different this year, but it's not really because the Nets yeah, are a super, the, team. super team. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone thinks that the Nets are going to win without a doubt. So, is it like really that much of a difference? Because you already know who's going to win the finals. I would, I would argue that it is different. Mm -hmm. Just, Just even, it's a even, new team. yeah, because it's somebody different, yeah. and it's it's similar to like the Heat big three, like when they put D Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron together, because mm -hmm. that's kind of what is going on right now with Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Similar. Similar superstar power at the time that they joined up, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I guess you knew that they were going to the finals. You just didn't know if they would win. Or at least Who after the heat. They, yeah, because they, they won two for two in yeah. the finals. I mean, I would say it's more like the KD Warriors because as soon as he joined the Warriors, everyone was, everyone was like, what's the point of watching this year? I mean, they won, well, they won two and one, but the last season, KD and Clay were hurt in the finals. So, yeah. Against um, the Raptors. I, uh, I I don't know, but I do think it's different because for exactly the reasons that like David said in the Just tweet is no one, there's no, no LeBron, teams, yeah. there's no dynastic team that like you no expect Curry, to go yeah. back exactly because no the Warriors were the Warriors were the dynasty of the 2010s or the late 2010s. Yeah. So what they win 2015, 2017, 2017 the first one, yeah. They won 2015, 2017, 2018. 2018. They went in 2016 and went in 2019. So five straight finals trips, and then the Heat before that, but. The craziest thing to me is, and I don't have this graphic in front of me either. I really need to get better with getting my graphics <laughs> prepared. But this is going to be the first NBA Finals since, like, 1998 without the Lakers, the Heat, the, Heat, the Spurs, or the Warriors. Yeah, and then I was four like, teams. I was like, that that can't be possible. Yeah. And then I thought back on it, I was it, like, yeah. Warriors, 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 Warriors. Mm -hmm. Heat were there, Heat were there, Heat were there. Lakers. Lakers, Spurs, 20, all throughout 20, the 2000s. 2000s yeah. So It's crazy. It's just crazy, and I yeah. think it's... It's good for this era of basketball mm -hmm. when there's so many different stars all over the league. I agree, yeah. It's good to not, as much as I wanted the Lakers to repeat because there's nothing cooler than a repeat, in my opinion, it's cool for the rest of the NBA and it's cool for the exposure that these other stars get because you hear it all the time that the league has never been more talented than mm -hmm. it is right now. Oh, yeah. So sure. people are getting to see Trey Young do his thing. People are getting to see Devin Booker go crazy in the desert. People are getting to see the Jazz be a really, really good team. So, I don't know. Good for the NBA. That's my final take on it. Do you have anything else no. on it? Uh, I, well, I do have a quick question. Do you think that super teams will come to an end anytime soon? Never. Yeah. Never. 
Super Team will never end with the way. And I say it all the time. Like I said, I feel like I've said that six times today that I say it all the time. The NBA is just professional AAU at this point. Yeah. So super teams are always going to be around. Star players that are friends are always going to want to play together. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's so fair. I don't think super teams. Well, I'm talking ever... about like I'm not. I'm not talking about like two two dudes, two star players. I'm talking about like yeah. three. Yeah, I know what at you least mean. three. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I don't think it ever will go away because it did go away for a little bit. Remember, we've talked about it on the pod before. Is all the dynamic duos that there were mm-hmm. at one point. The Nets just created another super team. So it's really I kind of feel like once LeBron and KD retire, I feel like it will for a little bit. Just because the league will be more wide open for the first time. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's a story for another day. Yeah, we'll find out. Actually, that's funny. I actually have a deep dive KD story I wrote one time that I'll get into. On a different pod, not tonight. But it's it's basically just... what little sneak peek for you guys. Yeah, a little sneak peek. It's in my notes app. Like I have it on deck whenever I need it. But that's... That's our NBA playoffs talk. We want to do a new segment we created. It's very simple. I mean, we didn't create it, but we're bringing it to the show. <laughs> top fives. We're going to do our top fives, and this week's top five is top five coolest names in sports. So do you want to just go back and forth? You can start. Yeah, I'll go one. after you. So basically, <clears throat> tell me why it's in your top five, or tell me it, and then tell me why it's in your top five, if okay. you have a reason. So my first one is Chad Oshusinko, formerly known as Chad Johnson. And then known as Chad Johnson again. And then known and as then, Chad or yeah. I don't even know what he is right now. Yeah. Is he? I think it's Chad Johnson. Now. Yeah, I think it is. I think he went back. So he was the first name that I thought of when you brought this segment up to me. Just because I think he's probably, well, he's probably the most popular out of my five at least, for sure. Um, but I just think it's a cool story. So his actual name is Chad Johnson. And then one year when he was playing with the Bengals, he, he's a uh, wide receiver. Uh, he's retired now, for those of you who didn't know. But, so yeah, so his name is Chad Johnson, and I think one game he changed his, like, name on his jersey to Ushu Cinco because his number was 85. And then he got, like, fined from the league, like, like thousands of dollars. So that offseason he went and legally changed his last name to Ushu Cinco. And the remaining years of his career, he played with Ochocinco on his, on the back yeah. of his jersey. So if you know anything about Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, you just know that this dude is just crazy and yeah, he loves he life. So crazy, it's yeah. very much not out of the realm of possibility yeah. for him to do something like this. So that was your first one. My first one, Shake Milton. I'm sorry. I just love the first name Shake. Shake. I, I'm looking at him up right now. His real name is... Malik Benjamin Milton, but he goes by Shake Milton, and he plays right now. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, went yeah. to SMU, and he's been there. He was drafted by in the second round by the Dallas Mavericks, but he's played since 2018 with the Sixers. And it says I don't actually have any reason for why his name's Shake, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's probably just shifty with the ball. I don't know. So, but yeah, Shake. I just think it's such a cool name, and it's up there with my coolest names of. In sports. Yeah. So what's your second one? My second one is Meta World Peace, also known as Ron Artest is his real name. Um, I just, he was the, like, second guy I thought of just because, I don't know, it was cool. Just seeing, I didn't really. He had another name too. Did he? Oh, yeah, yeah it was, um, what was it? Something like with Panda Bear in it. Hold on, I'm about to yeah. tell you. But I, I just ahead, think yeah. his is cool because he was on the Lakers when, I th- yeah, he was on the three P team, right, with Kobe and Shaq. No, or no, he was no, on. He, played, he was on, he was the, on the other later, finals. Yeah, he played so, right? with, with Kobe uh, when they Gus- beat the Gasol. Celtics, I believe. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing highlights and 
when I saw Meta World Peace on Sports Center for the first time, I was like, "What? That can't be real." Yeah, no, that's that's the thing is he was at the end of his career. I'm sorry, not the end of his career, but he was like later into his career yeah, when I right, started yeah. watching the NBA. So I was like, "That's really his name?" Yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So actually, I just watched a video on the the Malice at the Palace the other day when he was still Ron Artest. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was crazy. But okay, my second one is I guess these are in order. I didn't even think about it. I just this is just my top five. I didn't put him one through five. Yeah, I didn't either. Smoke Monday. I'm looking him up right now. He played. <laughs> I don't remember where he played, but I remember I was watching a game, a college game earlier. I think it was last fall, and and they said something about Smoke Monday making a play. He's a DB, and I just I'm pretty sure I tweeted. I was like, that's just the coolest name. Do you think he heard. smokes on Mondays? You have to. You kind of have. You to, have to. Yeah. Okay, he played at Auburn. Plays at Auburn. I think he. It says that he is a junior. So he's a junior at Auburn. He's a defensive back. 41 tackles, forced fumble, two picks last year. Look at that. So Smoke I don't know. I just – how <laughs> – your name is Smoke. <laughs> Why an Auburn safety's first name will be listed as Smoke? We're about to find out. <laughs> We're about to find out. Auburn picked up yet another big-time defensive player in the 2018 class. No, Quinn – Quinn Darius Monday is the safety's given name, but he has another nickname coaches will call him and list him on the roster. Smoke. Okay. I don't I don't know why. Hold on. I call him Smoke. I called him Smoke the whole time he was being recruited. So that was the thing is I want to do another top five of nicknames. And so I guess this would fall into yeah. a nickname, but I've only ever known this man as Smoke Monday. Yeah. So Smoke Monday is my number two. Fair enough. My third one is haha Clinton Dix. I think he's a Bears. He plays for the Bears now, right? Or at least he did last year. He's a sa- he's a safety in the NFL. His real name is Hashan Clinton Dix. Um, I don't know how he got the. I know he he goes by Haha Clinton Dix because the first time I heard of him he's currently was a free agent. Okay, the first time I heard of him was whenever he got drafted in like 2016 by the Green Bay Packers, and <laughs> they called Haha Clinton Dix, and I was like, what? I was like, "Is that real?" And then it came up on the on my TV. It said, "Ha ha, Clinton Dix." Yeah. I was like, "That's cool. that's probably just shortened because his name's Hashan." Yeah, so that's I thought where that it was cool from. as hell, though. His name is Hashan Treshawn Clinton Dix. Oh, I think I got his Wikipedia oh, page. Cool so I saw that. So I didn't cool. know if that was his middle name or it was like an extension of his first name. I have no idea. I don't yeah. have time to get into that today. <laughs> okay, my third one is you might know him, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. His real name is Tyrone Curtis Bogues, but for whatever reason, I know him as Muggsy Bogues, and everybody who's ever been a fan of the NBA that knows Muggsy Bogues, like the shortest player ever, pretty much, knows him as Muggsy, and I just think that's a cool name. Like, there's nothing more about it, and I think that it's, like, the perfect name to describe a short a guy, a short guy yeah. that's just, like, a hooper, like, What's up, Muggsy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably taller than me, so I'm saying he's How a tall short is he? Guy. I think he's, I'm like, 5'1". No, no, I think, no, 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 dude, no, no. he's small. No, 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 no. Yes, no, no. I'm telling you, Muggsy Bogues is six foot four. He <laughs> yeah, right. is five foot three. Five he three. Played yeah. for four teams in fourteen years in the NBA. Could he you imagine baller, being though. five foot three and playing fourteen? Have you played with him on two K? Yes, he goes crazy, dude. Yeah, if he's not getting blocked, yeah, he goes crazy. <laughs> he goes crazy. So, he is from Baltimore, Maryland, too. Yeah, I, I didn't like I should mention yeah. that. Went to Paul Lawrence Dunbar Dunbar High School. So. No idea where that's at, though. It's in Baltimore. Well, so I know. Baltimore. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's my third one, Muggsy Bogues. All right, my fourth one is Captain Munnerlin. How could you not? 
That's just a boss I forgot name. he existed. Until I know. I, saw your list. I did too. He was the last one I thought of. I forgot well, he existed. Well, second to last. Until I saw your list. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, because that's his actual name. So I just, I don't know. I think Captain, that's cool. Captain's like, a cool name. Yeah, I'm gonna name my my uh, firstborn Captain. Oh my god, I Captain actually Kirk. I actually have a name for my firstborn. Oh, that's funny, Captain Kirk. I didn't even think about that. I have a name for my firstborn, and I get trashed for it all the time by my what? friends. I want to name my firstborn Roddy. Roddy. R O D D Y. Roddy. Why Roddy White? Yeah, everybody everybody Roddy assumes Rich. Roddy Rich, but it's Roddy White. Roddy. Because because I, Roddy White is an OG Roddy. Yeah, I know. That's what no I'm saying. No one remembers him. That's now. what I'm He's saying. But like when, oh my goodness, peeling like that a crazy huge. person. But <laughs> no, Roddy White. When I like found out about him when I was like a kid or yeah. whatever, I was like, what's his name? <laughs> Rod, I don't know. I just think the name Roddy. Roddy's cool. So, um, okay. Did you just Captain Munner? Yeah. Yep. So my fourth one is. Seventh Woods, Seventh Woods. He played. Um, he might have gone to the NBA. I'm pretty sure he played at North Carolina. Yeah, he so did. He did. I just and I knew about him like before he went to the uh, college. Like you know how you just hear about mm-hmm. like young guys before they get to the. Yeah. And I was just like, his name's Seventh, and I just <laughs> thought that was really cool. Seventh Woods. I'm about to tell you where he plays right now. He is an American college basketball player for the South Carolina Gamecocks. He's 22 years old. <laughs> seventh, Devonte Woods. He's the youngest of four brothers and started playing basketball when he was four years old. He's not the youngest of seven. I, I thought yeah, you were going to say seven. Well, that's, what I, that's why I wanted to look him up real quick to see yeah. if he was literally named That'd seventh be because he was the seventh kid. Yeah. That would be crazy. What do you call the first kid? Just first? Yeah, first. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's a cool name to have. So that's my fourth one. All right. My fifth and final. Got a rep. University of Maryland. Jake <laughs> Funk. Get a little funky up in here. Yeah, is that why? You got to tell me why it's in your top five. Just because it's funk? Because funk. I yeah. think funk is such a funny word. <laughs> like, I feel like it was also a popular word back in the well, used 80s, be a, 70s. used to be a kind of music, didn't it? Funk music? Yeah. Or it's funky. It's, uh, uh no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. It's like funk something. I don't, I don't know. know. We're All, really showing okay. our age right yeah, now. Yeah, no, true. All I know is um, I do, like, tweets sometimes for the, like, outlet I work for at school. Uh And I was covering one of the Maryland football games from last year, and I just tweeted, Jake Funk did something. And I tweeted, Jake Jake Funk getting funky with it. And, like, two (laughs) minutes later, my editor just deleted it. And I was like, yeah, that was probably probably a good call right there. I I don't get stuff deleted very much, but I was not. Most of the time when I press send on a tweet, I'm feeling good about it. I was not feeling good about that one. So it's for the best that it was only up for two minutes. But – my fifth and final one, and I went back and forth on this because I wanted to say Tiger Woods at first, but I just did Seventh Woods. And I just think your name being Tiger is epic, but that's mm-hmm. kind of a nickname, I feel like. Yeah. So, TJ Hushmanzada. I had to look it up. I didn't know how to spell it. Were you talking about the receiver? Yeah, the receiver. He played. Oh, he dropped the pass. But didn't, wasn't he the one that dropped the pass in 2011 for the Ravens? That was Lee Evans. Oh, yeah. He he was on that team, though. No, Hushmanzada was like years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played for the Bengals from 2001 to 2008, then a year for the Seahawks, a year for the Ravens in 2010, and then he played for the Raiders in 2011. And just so, like I said, I started watching football. The first year I remember knowing what happened in the NFL was 2011, the year that Lee Evans dropped the ball. But I used to watch the Ravens like before that. I just didn't always know exactly what was going on. I was a young kid, so. But I remember him because he had such a peculiar name. Mm-hmm. So TJ Hushmanzada, and he played for the Ravens for one year. I thought he was there a couple years. I did but too. Career with the Bengals, and just he was a seventh round pick, two hundred four, and he ended up having a ten year NFL career. Good for him. 
so that rounds out my list of the coolest names in sports. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get our list on a, on a graphic and put it out. We have an Instagram account. We're trying <laughs> to get our socials rolling. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to put it on a graphic this weekend and put it out maybe Saturday or Sunday. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that's our top five coolest names. We have to have a word. Let's have a word. But let's take a break for this sound effect real quick. <laughs> No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. Okay, okay, we're back. We just needed that sound bite break. Get a drink of water. But we need to have a word. Today, we're going to have a word on the GOAT debate. The LeBron James, Michael Jordan GOAT debate. And you could say, oh my God, all this podcast does is talk about <laughs> LeBron James. Because, I mean, he's in the news a lot. What do you want? But here's what we need to talk about. Because I thought about this when the Lakers lost the first round series, like, uneasily to the Suns. And LeBron, he left game five with, like, five minutes left to go get treatment started. And then he left early for game six or whatever. So the problem that I want to put out there that for LeBron in terms of, like, the GOAT debate, oh, my God, this dude, oh, we have soccer on the TV while recording. That man is deceased. (laughs) Oh, he's hurt. Anyways, okay, so the thing about LeBron is that he is fighting a losing battle with this GOAT debate thing is because... Whatever he does in people's eyes, if he does anything that's seen as questionable or is... And first of all, like, as many guys out there that are... Or as many people as there are out there that just, like, love LeBron, eat, sleep, and breathe everything he does, there's just as many that literally hate yeah. every single thing he does. So that's a bad thing, too. Mm-hmm. But he's fighting a losing battle because every decision he makes is questioned Compared. with the lens. Do you remember when we learned about, like, lenses in, high, in English yeah, in high yeah, school? Yeah. So it's, like, question with the lens of... MJ wouldn't have done that. Yeah. MJ would have been Every a better teammate. Thing, MJ yeah. would have done that. MJ yeah. would have done this or that. So it's more than just like the six rings because LeBron's reaching the point now where he's starting to lead in all these major categories, mm-hmm. passing MJ, passing Kobe, has four rings, four championships, been to ten finals in a row or something like that. But he's fighting a losing battle because there's always going to be someone to compare him to. And I don't know. I wasn't alive during the 90s, but I don't hear people say like, well, MJ did this. Dr. J would have never done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody questioned what MJ did. Because MJ was out golfing with his opponents. He was gambling. He was turning up. Yeah. I mean, so, like, MJ wasn't probably always just, like, it's not like he was a robot that just eats sleep. Mm-hmm. It, the closest thing to a robot, arguably, probably Kobe, Br- Kobe Bryant. Well, Kawhi uh, right yeah. now is a robot. But oh, I just mean, yeah, like, KB. in terms of just, like, training, like, yeah. eat, sleep, and breathing basketball, yeah, Kobe. 100%. But LeBron, for that reason, will never... Whether you think he's the GOAT or MJ's the GOAT, it doesn't matter. LeBron does not have a fair shot at it because he's the second, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same way for the next Generation generational player that yeah. comes after LeBron is, well, he's not doing what LeBron did. But the yeah. problem is, is you and I were just talking about it before we pressed the record button, is like LeBron's antics lately. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, he's a star player, and you get to do whatever you want. You get to do whatever you want with your platform that you have because you're a star. You're the biggest star in the NBA. But it's just like, I get it, you got to get treatment, I get it, it's a long season, and I get it, you just won a championship, but you got to know that leaving the bench with five minutes left in the game is a bad look if you're LeBron James. That's, you have to know that. It's you know only what 10 I mean? minutes of your time. That's what I'm saying. To like, stay there for the remaining five minutes. And I'm minute. not a professional athlete. <clears throat> I don't know what their night looks like after the final buzzer mm-hmm. sounds, but it's just, if you know that you're supposed to be, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure LeBron doesn't care what anybody has yeah. to say about him. But in terms of the GOAT debate, it's like five more minutes out there wouldn't have killed yeah, you probably exactly. is my point. So 
you and we were just talking about this is I'm a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. You're a LeBron fan mm-hmm. first, first and foremost. Yeah. So what is your take on it as a guy that's kind of just like followed LeBron from team to team throughout his career now that he's getting into the later stages and yeah. you have to ask the question every day is like, is he the GOAT or not? Do you think that he has a fair shot to ever be declared undisputably the GOAT? No. Uh, well, so here's my take. I don't think – you're right. He's never been given a fair chance, but I also don't think he will ever be the GOAT. But I have that's like a story for, for when we actually do a GOAT debate because I think LeBron is the better player over the course of his career than, than MJ was, but I don't think he can ever be the GOAT just because MJ was the first one. He has the perfect finals record. You know, everything, despite anything bad you can say about MJ – he also did what he did the best. Yeah, of his no, time. I agree. And, and, we, and we've talked about it before, the difference between greatest and best yeah. of all time. But it's just, I, it's hard for me because it's at the point now where if LeBron does anything that you yeah, could even be like, compared. oh, that's questionable. You just know what the headlines are going to be the next day on yeah. Sports Center on first take yeah. or in the media. Like, you just know that they're going to be, well, MJ would have never behaved like mm-hmm. that. MJ would have never let his teammates down mm-hmm. like that. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, and, and going back to his antics like you were just talking about, he's been, like, starting to do this for the last couple of years. And even though I love him, I have hated, I hate when he does it, especially because, like you said, dude, that's what the headline's going to be. Not not what his stat line was, not that they lost a the game. It's LeBron exits the game with five minutes remaining or LeBron doesn't get back on defense and he just walks. You, you know what I mean? Like No, exactly. It's, it's that too. Like yeah. the possession when Schroeder missed an easy layup or yeah, something and then, he and just then like, LeBron just well, hung out on the other yeah, end Yeah, he just stayed there. The time. Yeah. It's like, dude, I get it that you're yeah. probably going to lose the game. I get it that your ankle's but probably like, not 100%, yeah. but you have to know that every eyes in the arena All is the pretty eyes, much going to yeah. be on you. So I don't know. It just it is what it is, and I just wanted to have a word about it. Yeah. But that about does it for our show, the revamp. We're back, back for the summer. We're going to look to get out a pair of episodes next week. We're going to record likely on probably like Tuesday or Friday. This should go out. It should be out on Saturday. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, be prepared because there's more content coming this way. We're going to have an interview next week. Not sure which episode yet, but there will be an interview. Let's finish up. Let's do our top of the hill takes. They can be about anything. I just thought of mine while I was sitting here. Is My top of the hill take is that Chris Paul will have a 30-point game somewhere in the rest of these playoffs. Because he's not known for his like high-scoring numbers. He's a better mm-hmm. assister. He's a better floor general. I think he'll have a game where he has 30-plus points, at least one, in the rest of these playoffs. That's my top of the hill take. Hmm. I'm sticking okay. to it. I like it. I'm sticking um, to it. My top of the hill take is going to be that despite – James Harden only playing two more games the rest of these playoffs, or somewhere around there. Like I don't think he'll play the rest of the playoffs, but I think the Nets will will still win the finals. Will he play in the finals? Mm, I'm gonna say like one or two games. How hurt is he? I don't know. He's been hurt all year, but I feel like he's just gonna come back and get re-injured again. Oh. That's just my thought process, but it could not happen. Okay, so, so we when, when James Harden plays in all, uh, all right, I'll just say regardless of, of if Harden pl- comes back or not, the Nets will win the finals. Okay, so even without Harden, even without Harden, finals. Okay. but I think that the Suns will take them to six or seven. Okay, so you heard it here first, Tyler Kirk. I have like a two seven. Part. I'm sorry, excuse me. Nets Suns NBA Finals. That's his prediction. Yeah, that does it for us. On our bring back show. 
Hopefully you guys are happy to be listening to us again. We're happy to be doing another episode and missed y'all during the time off. That does it for Top of the Hill.